0: Who am
1: I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walker couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready?
2: The question is Are you ready?
1: Get ready to see why.
2: I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are?
1: Naomi, all new tonight on the CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW.
3: Welcome to the Pod of Skew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my head life, mate Rico. What's up, man? You are a toy! The fuck I am.
0: You're a sex toy.
3: I'm, I'm what now? A sex toy. Oh, boy. Um, you a giant dildo, that's what you are. Well, it's not the worst thing I've been called in my life.
4: Hey, be thankful I called you a giant one. I mean, you could have just been one of those little small ones that's just, just for experimentation.
3: Yeah, I think we need some clarity on that, Jojo. Let us know what a big versus a regular is, please. Next time, thanks. On
4: a scale of one to ouch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, how's it going, buddy?
4: I'm good. Uh, you know, just just hanging in there.
3: Yep. Quarantine day four thousand seven hundred and fifty-two. You know,
4: no, it's not that, not that long. It, it feels like
3: it, but thankfully, it's not that long. It, we, it might be that. We, you know when it's all said and done yeah. yeah i uh just got into a in the group chat i am for the i mean for the role playing game I'm playing i uh, just got into a debate about when the vaccine will be available, so i'm guessing
4: be. I'm guessing eight to eight months to a year is what I'm
3: actually guessing from right now, yeah. yeah, that's kinda where they were at too. I'm trying to be a little more optimistic, but anyway um that said uh. In the still ever revolving third chair on Potescu this season, this year, if you will. Cause I, honestly, like, I've been thinking back on it now. I think I think we've done two episodes without a guest this year in twenty twenty.
4: People like me. I don't know what to tell
3: you. No, it's not you. <laughs> it's not you. But this guest does. And and at this point, with all respect to her, this is she's not really a guest, she's just Yet another host to the show because yeah. yeah. So Steph is back with us. Hi, Steph. Hey, everybody. How you doing?
2: Doing pretty good.
3: How you doing?
2: <laughs> um, just trying just try not to melt in this heat wave.
3: Fuck yeah! It's it's pretty bad out here too. I, we actually finally got some relief today. It's it's still like eighty nine degrees, but the humidity's not at melt your face. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Um but yeah, yeah. So.
2: It's it's a little cooler today too. It's actually uh four degrees cooler at this time of the day than yesterday.
3: Woohoo So instead of hot as fuck, it's just hot as yeah. yeah.
2: I mean it we were uh, me personally, which is really strange to have me be sweating. I was sitting there beating sweat. And now it's just you know you're damp wherever you sit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little less.
3: <laughs> you know, Steph, we're close and stuff, but your dampness and where it is, I don't need to know. Like really, just <laughs> yeah, um, just things I don't need to know. <laughs> Love you to death, I do. But anyway, um, R- Rico's just giving me this look, like what, what the fuck? <laughs> I
4: always give you the what the fuck look. I mean, it's really not much different the no. only difference is that her her sweating is, is really it's it's more of like her back if anything it's not like anywhere
3: R- really you're gonna keep going
4: <laughs> i mean now that i know it freaks you out i'm i'm definitely gonna fucking. it doesn't it.
3: freak me out i just don't know that anyone else really wants to hear about it people sweat what's your problem i don't sweat you don't sweat rarely
4: Dude, I, I well, sweat I, by flipping you off the other day. Like what I
2: was well, on the phone I'm, with you. I'm the same like, way though, CJ, ah. that like it's pretty rare that for me to because my my resting heart rate is really low.
3: Okay. Yeah, Deb's got that. I'm gonna just move on because I'm sure the audience does not care about our bodily fluid functions. So <laughs> Um So we're just gonna move on. But we are going to talk about Pixar. We have never actually deep dove the Pixar universe, if you are the, the, uh, I'm trying to think of the the PXU. I don't know. I'm just coming up with something off the top of my head there, but. The PCU? eh, Yeah. yeah. That's also the name of a movie, isn't it? There's actually a movie called PCU. It's like some, like, punk. I'm pretty sure. Now I'm confused. Yeah. PCU movie from 1994.
4: I think I've seen that. It's like a college movie
3: yeah 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 yeah, yeah adam not. Zach Penn adam Leff, uh mm-hmm. about a, a- fictional college called Portchester University, hence the p c u so anyway, but this p c u is Pixar and all of the movies going back to the one that launched the company in 1995 and coming up through and i'll I'll talk about this newest one it hasn't come out yet, but I at least have a uh, description i could description I could at least read to you um what's that soul soul yeah so due out later this year i guess we'll i guess we'll see if that's gonna happen i'll be curious to see if that's gonna happen um if they're gonna treat it like onward or you know some of these other movies now they're going straight to digital services
4: so right i think the difference is onward actually did appear in theaters briefly right but i was at the same time the virus was like hello i'm here Right, and, and and then they pulled it out, and then just said, "Well, fuck it." People had the chance to go see it, but they didn't get to see it, so we're gonna put it on Disney Plus.
3: Right, yeah. And that,
2: I think that was a smart decision.
3: I agree, yeah, I uh, but I mean, they did the same thing with Scoob. When Scoob came out, they put that right to streaming. So you know, right. I, I, look, I
4: just want fucking Black Widow. That's what I want.
3: Yeah, I'm really <laughs> curious to see what they're gonna do with that. I'm gonna serious to see what they're gonna do with um, Bond because Bond was supposed to be out already. It got pushed back New to New- no
4: New Mutants was supposed to be back like two years ago, so.
3: Well, that's a whole different thing, that has nothing to do with COVID.
4: But they could still push it on Disney Plus.
3: Oh, no, they certainly could. I'm just talking about things that are being affected directly by COVID, though. That's, right. that's what I'm talking about. And actually, New Mutants was supposed to come out this year. I mean, originally it was supposed to come out two years ago, I realized, but I'm saying, like, uh-huh. there was a release date this year. So it'll be. Saying it'll be curious to see what they're doing with those films. And and maybe that's a deeper discussion for like a bonus episode or something. So we can talk about that then. But, um, Toy Story. Toy Story is the first. I I actually have the list of all the movies, uh, Mm -hmm. just so you know, and I have the list of the movies in the chronological order they came out, the directors, the screenplays, story producer, and, and the composer for the music. So, um mostly randy newman right but mostly it,
4: it, some is michael
3: giacchino and it's actually giacchino i've heard him say it it's giacchino, giacchino. yeah the a is like it's there but it's not it's not like a G. gi it's just giacchino, giacchino. yeah right. um because he he's really close friends with that that radio show that you know i like out here so he calls in several times a year and so yeah It's definitely Chiquino. Actually, there's I can tell some cool stories about him at some point during this if you want. So, um, cool because he's got. Well, actually, I'll just do it now because it's kind of brief and I don't really have much to say beyond that. But apparently, like he's a huge. I mean, as a lot of people who are in the industry are, he's a huge movie buff. But like, he's big into memorabilia. So like, he actually has one of Andy's hats. I think he has a he has a whip. I think. I'm pretty certain he has, um, a, a blaster from Han. Um, th- I know these are all like Lucas Spielberg, but he's in other stuff, but those are the ones that they like, stick out into my head from when he's told the stories. The cool thing real quick. I'm sorry, Rico. And I'll let you say what you had to say. He had a Ark of the Covenant built. So it's not from the movie. It's he had it commissioned. So when he hits a button, the, the, the thing oh. lifts. No, the whole thing lifts up and it's a bar. Like it's a fully function because it's it's that big. And no like he, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty badass. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I trust that that's the truth. So.
4: It makes sense that because he's like he's close buddies. You know, he's the John Williams to Spielberg and, and Lucas, but he's that to JJ Abrams. So. Yes,
3: yes, well, and, 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 and Colin
4: Trevorrow. I mean, he's, he's he is sort of essentially the new generation's. You know, John Williams.
3: Williams. Williams. Oh yeah, question without question, and and and, and, and I. I'm I'm a big fan, not just because he's great at what he does, but he's actually really kind of fun. Like every time he's on that show, every time he's on that morning show, like I make sure to try to listen to that interview because it's just so much fun listening to him talk. Because he really just geeks out like we do, you know what I mean? And and it's fun to listen to him talk about stuff. And the difference between him and us, besides the fact that he's got a fuck ton of money and gets paid to to play around like that. He also has a lot of insight that he does talk about, like things he can sure. say. So we get a lot of, you get a lot of back for background stories and stuff. So it's pretty neat. Like when he was talking about homecoming, cause he did the music for Spider-Man homecoming as well, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, so. But anyway, as you said, let's get on to Pixar's stuff and a movie that he didn't do. And as you mentioned, Randy Newman did Toy Story. So Toy Story is the one that kind of launches the whole, the whole ball rolling here. It launches.
4: It's the first movie that's only made only on uh, CGI. It's the first CGI movie, right? Ever. Right. Not that's not the first movie with CGI in it. It's, it's the first the
3: full, fully
0: completely, yeah,
3: fully. And that's actually, I mean, see, it is CGI, but I mean, is it is it better to say digital than CGI? Because I mean, it's right. really all the same thing, but.
4: Well, I think you can have digital films without. I mean, it's the fully, it's the fully CGI. I mean, I know it's the, iron, the, the irony is, Dad, whenever he sees anything CGI, he says, "Oh, so is this Pixar?" That's not him saying, "Did Pixar do this?" He just, he just reverts to He, he somehow it's... dumbs it down even more. It's like, "Oh, so Pixar did this."
0: this well, it's because he
4: no,
2: no, yeah. he's. It's like saying band aid instead of bandages. Right. you know he's using a specific brand to describe an item it,
3: sure. it it it's it's xerox instead of a photocopy it's the same concept yeah okay. so um well despite branding it as what it is and you, with what what with Ron does i mean it pixar still to a degree has become that i mean he's not wrong but he's not you know
4: well yeah but then if i were to show him like Tangled or Frozen or Wreck-It Ralph you'd be like, ah, it's Pixar. I mean, like, well, you're... that. Right. I can see people making that confusion, but that, because, there is a complete difference.
3: Well And because in preparation for this episode, you and I had conversations where I actually did get that wrong, if you recall. Uh-huh. Where I thought it was actually indeed, you know. Um, well, to add like,
4: more confusion, John Lasseter, before he left Pixar, was, would help those other Disney CGI movies. Right. Like, right. he was a consultant on fucking Frozen and shit like that, so...
0: Yeah, no, well, for... Well, yeah. if,
2: if memory serves me, the animators... The history of animation, though, uh, it, they would bounce around. And I would, I would imagine that it's the same with CGI, because that's just a digitalized version of, of drawing that they, they would bounce around the industry as well.
4: I think, I mean, because we we did have Doug Frankel on here.
0: Yep.
4: And for those who haven't heard the Doug Frankel episode, Doug Frankel is a friend slash customer of mine from the video store. And he, for years, worked at Disney during the, what we call the Renaissance period of uh, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. And then some. He was, like, you know, working on, like, Emperor's New Groove. There was, like, the the experimental phase.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: And then he went to Pixar. But I don't think he's flipped back to Disney to, like, work on Frozen and shit like that. I don't remember. I don't think he has. Uh, so I, I think once you kind of, like, are with Pixar, you kind of stay with Pixar, I think there might be extreme circumstances where, like, Disney's like, we don't have enough animators to do wreck and Ralph. So then they can talk to, J- if John Lasseter is helping produce, he might be able to
2: commission some commission.
4: people. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But, jo- I mean, I only have just that one animator friend of mine to fucking
3: right, Right, right. Yeah. Uh, let's see, he was working he worked for Lucasfilm briefly, it looks like. Well, that's the
4: interesting thing, is that, Pic- I mean, you didn't mean anything by it, but Pixar started out as a branch of, of Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm.
3: Yeah, which is why I think he's heavily involved in Pixar.
4: Yeah, and also Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs right. was like, so Steve Jobs, George Lucas, that basically owned Pixar, and then you get like Lassiter and 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 the you know the heavies of Pixar back in the day. Um, eventually, you get like your Pete doctors and your Brad Birds and shit like that.
3: Uh, according according to this. Alright, so let's let's get in. This is from the Wikipedia, so we're not going to do all this, but a little bit of history on Pixar might actually be a good idea before we get into these movies. Um, it says here Lesser joined Lucasfilm as a full-time employee in October of 1984 moving to the Bay Area, as you would working for Lucasfilm. And, and for Pixar. And Well, right, but Pixar's not a thing yet, according to this.
4: Yeah, I think originally it was in Burbank. No, um, no, I mean, no, it because it branched out into Burbank later and then had their main offices in Emeryville, I think.
3: Right, but see here, okay, so here's the thing. Due to George Lucas's financially crippling divorce, he was forced to sell off Lucasfilm Computer Graphics. At that time, renamed Pixar Graphics Group. Founded by um, Smith and Catulti, uh, Cat Mill, I'm sorry, Cat. I don't know where I got Catalti from. Um, but
4: a Delta V. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, and, you know, so that's that's where and then and then ultimately Disney buys Pixar in 2006. mm mm-hmm. um, And then it let's see, both Pixar and, yeah, okay, right. And then Lesser... Right, so...
2: Well, to see. give you guys context of where Please. these regions are... So Burbank is north of Hollywood. Right. That is about 9 to 10 hours away from Pixar out up here in the Bay Area. So they they really like branched kind of across yeah. the state.
4: Yeah. I mean it's it's a jump. It's still California. They're like a- fuck According any to other this weather.
3: though, he's no longer working Lasseter's no longer working for Pixar.
4: Yeah, he got he stepped down he was uh
3: there was there was some me too stuff wasn't there if i recall it
4: was it was me too but it was not i mean i, I don't want to say it wasn't as bad but it was from what i've heard from what i've read it was it, he would talk about appearances and he would be overly huggy is mm. the statement that was issued uh, so but there's, there's no. I mean, it's still a serious enough allegation, um, and but it was not like John Lasseter rapes somebody. You know, it least. says
3: here the alleged misconduct towards employees included grabbing, kissing, and making comments about physical attributes. Say so. I mean, well, the, the, the grabbing kissing, and kissing, the grabbing and the kissing is a little yeah. But anyway, um, so that's. John Lasseter and Pixar, so let's tell them the happy things about Woody and Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Don't look at no, me like it, that. It,
2: su- it kind of surprises at at me that, that Toy Story is only f- since 93. Because, 95. Or 95, I mean. Yeah. Because it's like I I always remembered it around, and I suppose since I'm an 88 kid that that is basically the beginning of memories. Uh, of long-term retaining memories. Yeah, I me. mean,
4: you would have been six or seven right? yeah
2: so that's the beginning of it Of
4: you you started forming memories that late i was forming them at two
2: look i i don't really remember you also had puberty childhood. at
3: 10 so let's you know you're an overachiever
2: <laughs> it just surprises me I, I don't know maybe because i was always surrounded by animation sure that i just i just lumped it in with the rest of it
3: well, and 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 to the point that we were talking about a few moments ago, where you know some of these newer films, the Frozen's, the Planes, the Wreck It Ralph's, you know
4: what? I mean, Planes is is Planes sort of is gets a pass because it is definitely looks like a Pixar film, and but it's
3: not. Right. Well, that's, that's my that's my point because Wreck It Ralph looks like a Pixar film. I think so. You know. R-
4: Wreck-It Ralph looks more like a Pixar film than like Tangled and Frozen. I'll give Fair you enough. that.
3: Fair enough. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll agree with you there, but I'm saying...
4: Especially since in, Reca- in uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, you have the character from Brave, yep. Merida, appear, yep. Yep. and she, it doesn't look any different as far as I'm concerned than from Pixar to, to Disney animation. Right.
3: Yeah. Right. So- Anyways. Um, let's get into Toy Story, because we have, again, off-air talked about these movies a little bit, and... <laughs> Argued, you mean? I was trying to be nice. No, you're Had gonna opposing be opposing
2: viewpoints. Thank you, yeah. Steph.
4: <laughs> yeah, there's opposing viewpoints, and then there's what you do.
0: <laughs> what?
4: You, you basically flat-out said... You 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 had like the reaction to how you did of Halloween, just like Toy Story trilogy. This whole Toy Story fucking series is like just garbage. I just...
3: I, I enjoyed it more than Halloween. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: I did. <laughs> Tell me what you didn't like about Toy Story one, just oh. just the first one.
2: Well, Start. I I would say what what did you like? What
3: what about Toy he's gonna Story say the fucking ending? You
4: like? He's gonna say when I turned it off.
3: No, no, no!
4: Look when I look. when I turned on cars.
3: That... <laughs> all right, go ahead, C.J., I'll give you that. No, I, I I did look the the concept of toys living this whole life behind our backs was really intriguing. I did enjoy that. I liked seeing how they interacted with one another. Um, I just you, here's the thing, right? Especially with the Toy Story movies, all four of them, for that matter, right? They, they're held in such reverence by so many people that I think that it, it, they fall into this category that if you've seen, if you've seen them after you hear people talk about them, and I'm not even picking on you, Rico, I'm talking about people, just, just in general, you, you go in with an expectation, and to me, they never met that expectation.
4: So it's so not numbers, that I yep. didn't. You have to watch it when you're kind of little to really kind of f- appreciate it
3: little or going into it with very little knowledge or or fanfare do you okay. know what i'm saying like i i feel yeah. like i feel like same thing you and I when we did the um crossover collaboration with the five hundred section lounge. And I said I didn't like Office Space. It's the same thing. That movie, but it, I'm not saying it's a great movie. I'm not even comparing the two movies in terms of greatness. But what I'm saying to you is Office Space, people kept saying to me how great that movie is, how funny that movie is. You're going to love this movie. And they kept everyone I talked to kept saying that to me. So when I finally got to see it, I had such a high expectation that it didn't live up to. It. You know?
2: That was Da Vinci Code for me. That's fair. I Not the, not the viewing of it, the reading of it. Ah. everybody was telling you this is such a great read. And then, when I went to to read it, it was I was sorely disappointed
4: stephen fry is 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 like the best critic of that book. He just he basically called it like absolute watered piss. And <laughs> no, it was, it was something it was even worse than that. It was like it was like absolute, like watered down shit. It was like the worst watery diarrhea you've ever had. Is basically what that book was.
2: I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's it's terrible. And i've I've, just, I've,
3: I've read other me, Dan Brown novels. He's not a bad writer.
2: To me, it was it kind of harkened back to the Sherlock Holmes. Where I had a, I, my gripe with reading Sherlock Sherlock Holmes is that as the reader, we're not presented all the information, so we can never do the we can never come to the same aha conclusion that Sherlock can and i hate that
0: Where's Because Harlem i like need to
2: either. try and, and solve the puzzle myself and it was in when i went to read the da vinci it was like here's the question and then you turn the page and there's the answer and it's like well but <laughs> i was just i don't know anyway back to toy story
0: <laughs>
2: yeah um the toys having a life behind you Right. That, that, for me, it reminded me of this, the Christmas toy. N- yeah, the Christmas toy.
3: Okay.
2: With Jim Henson.
3: I think I remember the whole, that movie. I think I the, remember that. The whole that.
2: premise of that is that the toys love to play when everyone is asleep. Mm-hmm. And they cannot be seen moving, just like how Toy Story did it. But if you are caught out of place where you were left... Then you're frozen, you can't come alive again
3: mm. there's a punishment involved
2: there's a punishment is that if you get caught in the wrong place, then your your being ceases to be
4: hmm that's dark
2: that, that is dark very- i
3: i I vaguely remember that stuff I think I've seen that like once like way back in the day, you know.
2: Oh, I grew up on it, and and I I truly believed that toys were alive, and I would cry every time we had to leave toys at the grocery store. They had no home to be in. (laughs) Yeah, I had a You have such a big heart,
4: Steph, really. (laughs) Yeah, I- I,
2: Yeah, no, I didn't watch horror toys killing people. (laughs) Yeah, I had that.
4: So, like, I was caught in the middle because I was like, I love Toy Story, and I was like, I hate Chucky. You know, and and fucking you should hate Chucky. Mesh.
3: No, I don't. No, you should though. Chucky. Why? Because it's terrible. What, have you seen a Chucky movie? I've seen enough of a Chucky movie to know I don't want to see the rest of it.
4: <laughs> you don't like horror movies, CJ. So you're like you're you're kind of a biased. You're biased in terms of the fact you don't like the genre.
3: Well, the idea of a killer doll isn't exactly entertaining anyway. Okay,
4: but here's the thing. If you look at Toy Story, it's just kind of a reimagining. Toys that come alive, Uh, and the owner of the toys is named Andy. They don't try to kill you. They They could. They could. They totally fucking could. What if Sid had a heart attack? When Woody... That was probably the creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen Woody do, like so play
3: nice. That was for, that was actually one of the coolest parts. That was one of the coolest parts of that movie. <laughs> but that was absolutely fucking like I I was
4: scared of Woody when I saw that shit. In that moment, it was I was Sid, just of the screaming little bitch part.
2: Okay, <laughs> but I remember you saying, and I agreed with you, Rico, that watching Sid destroy toys really made you queasy mm-hmm. and made you not want to destroy toys
0: yourself. Yeah. Okay if
4: the especially since like because the implication is that toys are alive and they can die. Right. And the fucked up part of that is that if they die, it's not I mean if if a if a toy dies, Andy plays with them and it's just a corpse. And the other toys are watching Andy just play with the fucking corpse. It's kind of fucking terrifying. But then the realization, not the realization, but like if, oh, the what if, if toys were alive and Sid is blowing them up. I, I, I definitely did that. Not blow them up, but I definitely fucked around with like action figures and, and shit like that. And I, I sort of stopped it. I felt bad breaking apart Legos.
3: Can we, well, that, that's a little extreme, but I get the point you're making. Um, can we talk about Sid for a minute, just in general? Yeah. And sure. I'm not even picking, you know what? Sid's not even the thing. It's the one of the, you asked about what I didn't like about the movie. And so I'm just going to go from a technical perspective or a technological perspective, if you will. I thought the, the rendering of the toys was very well done, and the rendering of the humans was terrible.
4: CJ, have you ever been able to watch a movie and appreciate and, like, have the time that it was made as not necessarily a negative? Like, if you watch a silent film, would you say there's no... Would you freak out saying there's no audio in a silent film?
3: No. No. I, I can, and I used to be able to until I started having to sit down and talk movies with you every week and break them down and find negatives and positives. But you can't use the time that it was released no. as a negative. I'm not using the time. I'm I'm yeah, using. You compa-
2: You're using a 2020 lens on the I'm film. U- no,
3: no. I'm using comparison within the movie itself. If you can make Woody's face look that good and you can't make one of the humans look that good, there's a problem. There's a fundamental problem within the same movie. I don't care if it comes out in 95 or 2000 or 2020. They were
2: experimenting with textures and making a plastic texture versus a human skin is vastly different.
3: Right, but ultimately humans don't have a, a a massively skin tone. I mean, they don't. There's, it's it's not a drastic difference between the tones as the Pixar movies progress.
4: It was their first movie, dude. Give but them they, a break. But
3: no. It's, See, you're just so in love with this fucking movie that you're, the, no, you're refusing I, to no, see the I'm negatives. No, I'm not. I
4: think you're being unfair. It's the same I, thing How
3: of, How can you have the... In the same movie, I'm not even talking about... In the same movie, one group of characters look so good and one group of characters look so terrible.
4: Because we mainly follow that first group of characters.
3: Who cares? Be consistent.
4: It costs so much money, especially back then, because they. it wasn't like they had, like, Oh well, this is more expensive, but this will do us better as a technology. They had to invent half of what they were doing; like they they couldn't come up with it. Like they Call did Doug. what they could.
3: Call Doug. Let's get Doug on the phone right now.
4: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he'll say the same goddamn thing. I mean, there, here's here's another comparison. Like in the Lion King, when the wildebeests are like stampeding and shit, right? Right. That was done with CGI and they were like torn because like we could animate this Mm -hmm. and it will take lots of man hours to do this and it's gonna look like the rest of the movie it's gonna look cartoony or we could fucking try this new thing and use cgi and hope for the best and ultimately it works but you can watch that scene you're like that's Fucking CGI, 100%. I'd have to go
2: back. You can definitely see the difference.
3: It's been a lot of years since I've seen the original Lion King, so I'd have to, yeah.
4: But the problem with that is now, since there have been, like, re-releases, I'm sure they've, like, touched over a lot of the animation to kind of make it look more seamless, a la, you know, George Lucas or something. Mm -hmm. Right. So now it's kind of impossible to tell the difference, but if you have a fucking Lion King on VHS, it's
3: pretty obvious. Which I do. So, you don't even I mean, have, but you don't have a VCR. Yes, I do. Oh, you do? I didn't know oh, you had a VCR. Well, you didn't ask, motherfucker. All the shit
4: you've been giving me over the couple of years of me liking VHS's and you have a fucking VCR. Right, because I
3: have something. I have, like, I, I have it for things that you can't repurchase on uh, newer formats. Like, I'm not even talking about discontinued movies. I'm talking about, like, sh- stuff that we shot ourselves, like family movies and. Oh, uh, like, like that. what
4: favorite 80s porto do you have?
3: <laughs> well, there's that, too, but I really wasn't going to go there. You know, right. so, yeah. No, but uh, that that's why I have mine. Um, but no, look, look, uh, listen. I get how it could be entertaining to people. Um, I get how it can be this phenomenon. I get how it's groundbreaking since it was the first of them all. But I just wasn't overly impressed
4: i don't understand how you like clerks i you know i'm not trying to pick at you
3: yes you are but i
4: no i'm not i'm really this is this is like steph and i have like had discussions about your movie taste oh <laughs> what great good to good no, to know that i'm because, the center of conversation no it's a good thing it's like we need to have a fucking intervention <laughs> we're trying to help you i
2: wouldn't say as far as that it's just Especially with our most recent conversations with movie recommendations and and how some things that we find in high regard, you think are total trash, and it's just like we're trying to understand your point of view. It's 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 surprising some well, of your feedback on movies.
3: All right, so I um I was talking to Mark earlier today, um, and we were talking about this very topic actually. And so he agrees that you have a problem. His exact words were you generally don't like good movies. That's exactly how he phrased it.
4: (laughs) Steph said it. I said it. Mark said it. CJ, if one person has an opinion, that's an opinion. If a whole group of people are saying something about you, you might want to consider
3: it's a fact.
2: I didn't say he doesn't like good movies. I said he doesn't like movies that people recommend.
3: Well, Mar- and Mark, Mark, uh, not amended, but I- I- expanded upon his comment that I just don't like movies that people generally consider to be good. So, like, that the-, the masses consider to be good. But that throws us a
4: curveball because you fucking love Star Wars and you fucking love Marvel. Yeah. Like, you- the two most fucking popular, and Lord of the Rings, you fucking love Lord of the Rings. Like, you do- love the strong and word. And
2: Cars. I mean, he- you love... Pixar movies too like there are no there are it. it's uh, so it's the duality of what you like and don't like it's just it's so striking that I just I don't understand
3: <laughs> <laughs> there, there are several movies on this list that I I do enjoy so but I we will but get but I, to those. but I brought but. up like a like a
4: whole point like clerks the first clerks yeah in theory you should hate that fucking movie it's low budget It It doesn't have to be high
3: budget. Don't do that. That's not fair. Okay,
4: what's an indie film, low budget movie that's not a Kevin Smith film that you actually genuinely fucking love?
3: Chasing Leia.
4: You asked. I said film.
3: Okay. Um, No
4: offense to Henry, but shorts don't fucking count.
3: All right. Um, I need
4: the jeans of these movies. The jeans of these movies. The Um, pants.
3: I I I can't I can't think I'm sure there sure. is one but I can't think of of one off top of my head you know then again there are movies I'm sure I've watched that I didn't know were indie films I mean that's I'm being very honest with you Rico I mean I just you know it's certainly possible so
2: I I could say the same so I don't I don't actively look for indie films but I've, I I know
3: I've I made, seen. I made
4: you watch them yeah
3: um. I mean, I, I can think of one I didn't like that I know a lot of people like, and I, I don't know if it's considered an indie film, but I feel like it's of that quality or caliber, and that's the Boondock Saints. I didn't like that either.
4: Oh, I would qualify. I I, didn't, I I'd qualify that as an indie film. And you just broke her fucking heart.
3: I'm sorry, but see, hey, all right, Steph. Without getting into a whole a whole long thing, same thing that happened with Office Space happened with Boondock for me. It had gotten a ton of hype in the circles I run in. So by the time I got to it, it's not that I didn't like I, I wanna say, it's not that I didn't like it. It just didn't I didn't come out of it going, Oh my god, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like a lot of people I, did. You know? I
4: think from now on, if I tell you if I recommend a movie to you, I'm gonna say you're gonna fucking hate it. Oh hey, so I I, I so thought of watch one. It.
3: I thought of one. Days and Confused. Love Days and Confused. All right.
2: I think the problem
3: the problem for that sure.
2: arises is that people give you an expectation because they explain it too much as to why they enjoyed it. Right. And you personally, whether you consciously do it or not, inflate that expectation. And so that when you approach it, you you're setting a bar so high that you, you just can't enjoy it. That's why when I try to recommend things, I try to give you as little input as I can. (laughs) Because I don't want you to have a skewed vision of what it is.
3: Well, you know, and the same thing, I mean, whether I do it purposefully or not, stuff I don't know that, but when I make recommendations to anybody, I very much do the same thing. Like, There's a movie on this list that we're going to get to that I found I enjoyed very highly and recommended to Mark. And all I said to him was, you need to watch this movie, I think you would really enjoy it. And that was it. That's all I said about it, you know, um so I, I i gave him little to no expectation except that I think he will enjoy it. you know
4: what else did you like about Toy Story?
3: um seeing a lot of toys I'd played with as a kid, like like Woody and Buzz are made up for the the show or for the movie, excuse me, but like I had Army Man, I had a Mr Potato head um yeah. I I had a variation on those wind-up binoculars. I don't think I had the same ones, mm-hmm. but I had a, a variation of them. And I had variations on Buzz and Woody too. Like they just weren't those exact toys. Whereas Mr. Potato Head is a thing. Like you can actually own a Mr. Potato Head. You know right. what I mean? I I know you I had. voice by John Rickles. I, I had a Slinky
2: yeah. as well. It didn't have a
3: caricature
2: a connected to it, but I remember I spent freaking hours playing with a Slinky.
3: Uh yeah, I had I had a slinky too, stuff. So I understand. So like, yeah. So there were certain toys in that. I had a remote control car. It probably wasn't that same one, but I know I had a remote control car. You know, and mm-hmm. not like a good like expensive one, like the the little like thirty dollar one. You know that that you know, like they had to has the eyeballs for headlights. You know, what I mean? sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, th- those things and and you know. That that whole thing, watch, watching Buzz actually come to the realization that he actually is a toy was kind of interesting. I did actually find that interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, so that's it. It was so a little hard.
2: A touch of nostalgia there. Yeah. Did you, guys,
4: did you guys notice that one of Sid's creation toys is a hooker?
3: Mm-hmm. No, but it went and stunned me.
4: No, it was like a hooker. Like It was legs with a fish and hook.
3: Oh well, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, is it was that a <laughs> okay? I n- I never really would have thought of it that way, but I get it.
2: It's what I'm here for? Adult puns.
3: Adult puns. Well, see, and that's the thing. Let's let's talk about that very quickly before we deep dive into another one of the actual films. Pixar, and they and I feel like they of the of the ones I've seen, I feel like they've gotten better at this as they've they've progressed, as any movie studio would. Of. Yes, they're making movies for kids, but they make it entertaining enough for the adults that are gonna be forced to go with the kids because obviously the kids would be too young to go to the movies by themselves. Or to yeah. sit in the room and watch with them so that they don't, you know, you know I don't know, run into a table or some shit. <laughs> take, take Yeah, you it know, for-
2: kids kids who put the movie on a loop, it's gotta be enjoyable for the parents too. Exactly. Take it-
3: Take it
4: from me, because I worked at a movie theater and there was a couple Pixar films that were playing when I was there. Sure. Most prominently, Monsters University. Like, I saw the difference between how parents were arriving for Frozen and for Monsters University. There were, you could just see the look of deadness in their eyes for Frozen, especially dads. Yeah. But there was the look of allure and excitement for a Pixar film for Monsters University. Right, they, and, the adults were like, we know this, we're going to find
0: this shit funny.
3: And, and Disney Animation does an okay job of it. Not as good as Pixar, but they do a good job. I mean, like, there's plenty of them within the wreck and Ralph series that I could point out. But Pixar still does it better. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, hey, I know we have, had mm. talked about Sid for a second. Sure. Like, I always kind of felt sorry for Sid. He, he, It looked like he just had a really terrible, miserable fucking childhood. And it, it's the kick the dog theory. If you're always getting yelled at, then you turn around and yell at something else. And he didn't have anything. He didn't have a dog to kick, so he, t- yeah, he took did. it out. On, well, I mean, but I mean, he took <laughs> it out on his toys.
4: Um, um, I'd have to call a little bit of bullshit on that. Because he had a younger sister... And she wasn't fucked up, despite the fact that Sid was bullying her. And you never saw Sid's parents once. Once? Well, no. You got the illusion that I'm, I'm saying
3: you never saw them once. I was just adding on to your sentence. Like you do, you never see them. You don't. Yeah.
4: Well, I think you see the background of like you the the illusion is that his dad is watching the TV while Buzz watches.
1: Finding the right person for the job isn't easy.
4: Like he's asleep in the chair or something, uh. But like there was no—I ne- mean, I agree with you, Steph, in the sense that there's got to be a reason why Sid is this fucking fucked up. But I th- also think maybe he was just fucked up. Like,
2: I you know, it it doesn't necessarily mean that his parents, parents were yeah. abusing him. He could have been the kid that's always bullied at school, and so to to um to avoid being the bullied kid, you become the bully. You know, like, there's just something that happened to him that made him fucking miserable.
4: Maybe his sister being born? I mean, that, he... Yeah, I mean, some kids,
2: some some first kids just never recover.
4: The implication is that all the toys were all of his sister's, too. Yeah. So it's almost like he never had toys himself.
2: And then the younger one, the, the baby child gets everything. Yeah. I, mean, I think
4: that's all. I think that's probably it.
3: That could be. Yeah.
4: But then the, he has a cameo in the third one. Yeah. Where he plays the garbage uh kid who's doing the air guitar. But he I mean, here's the thing. We laugh, ha ha ha, he became a garbage man. That's a good job for him to have because we looked at him like he's going to be a total fuck up, and they could have done it any other way. They could have done it where he's meek and quiet and you know, just completely 180 his character because he was so traumatized that a fucking Woody doll not only spoke to him but had like it like had his facial features move in a threatening way. Yeah. Like if that was me, let's say I was a bully and I was wearing a skull and I was in a rock, I'd be like I would turn to Woody Allen so goddamn fast, just <laughs> like just fucking like super um neurotic and just like i can't touch this towel it's gonna kill me you know yeah just just (laughs) just, it's gonna strangle me
2: yeah i mean he really could have just deteriorated as a person
4: could have could have been like let's see where Sid is now it just shows a fucking asylum he's just rocking back and forth like you know there's a snake in my boot
2: (laughs) (laughs) somebody's poisoned the water hole and you know, people always look down on the garbage man, but that is a really necessity job. Like, if we didn't have garbage people pick up our stuff, we would we would be living like in during the the Wally. age of the plague. The disease would just be so rampant. Like,
3: <sighs> we'd be living yeah. Wally.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, so without
4: Sid, we would have Walt, We would become and, the world of Wallet.
2: And to me, that seems like he grew as a person. And he was doing a community service in, in essence.
4: That's what I'm saying. I think, despite the fact that he shat his pants because Tom Hanks is a doll, talk to him. He his life is overall okay.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. So uh, listen, you guys are making great points about all this stuff, regardless of what my thoughts are on the movie. You're making some great points. We're having some great conversation, but there are 22 of these motherfucking movies. So let's. <laughs>
4: Well, let's lump two, three, four, let's just do all the toy stories together, so now we're going not going back and forth. so sure, sure. did you watch Toy Story 2?
3: I did watch two. yeah.
4: did you like it more or hate it more?
3: I liked it equally.
0: Hmm. So you hated it.:
2: No, I mean, that's <laughs> actually a pretty high compliment for a, a second film. Um, yeah, yeah, but, consider- film, you know, but considering
3: a- if I was okay, listen, if we were doing a five star rating on these movies. I'd have Toy Story at, like, two and a half, three. So. That's still pretty uh, good for you, actually. (laughs) So, I mean, I would probably put two at, like, two, two and a half. So, I mean, right there. Um. Three, three I didn't even get through. I got ten minutes in and was like, fuck this piece of shit and turned it off. I can't fucking believe you. See, that's what, see, that's what I'm talking
4: about, fucker. (laughs) Like, four i can understand because i I was like i am not into four
3: i didn't even try i didn't even try four clearly
2: because you didn't didn't get to three because it's man four four was even hard for me to watch
4: Four was impossible for me dude i was like this is a fucking horror film (laughs) and i love horror films but it just doesn't feel well right right you know what it was like? Toy Story 4 was like Cars 2 for me, where I'm like, what the fuck is going on?
3: Right, which is a whole conversation we'll get into, because, right. yeah, um, I, I don't disagree with you there. But um, you couldn't
4: fucking get through 3,
3: dude? Because it's the same fucking story. Oh, it's the, toys not. Get sepa- the toys get separated. We got to get back. Oh, shit. We might get thrown out. Oh, fuck. No, no. But what do you think toys are going to go through? Then you don't need to make four fucking movies about it. I agree. You no, you just need to make three. three. No, you didn't you need to make three point. of them either.
2: Well, you're all, all you're discounting the fact that it's also Andy's story, even though we're following really just Buzz and Woody and Troop. But it's Buzz and Woody. the 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 main thing is Andy. They're toys for Andy,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then. You know, time passes. That it's 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 more of an evolution of what happens to toys when when they're no longer needed when
4: someone's growing up. Yeah,
3: yeah. Where are your toys, CJ? Oh, I have no idea at this point. Exactly. I think I have one or two left. I you know I'm not but, talking about your sex toys, man. i
2: do not. I was going to say the bigger story, but ooh.
3: Um... <laughs> <laughs> so if, if we're if we're glumping the four Toy Stories together, the next one on the list would be I know one of your favorites that I just have not seen, so I can't even say anything negative about. And that's a Bug's a Bug? Life. Yeah,
4: a Bug's Life is it is kind of the it's it's the it's a slavery movie in a roundabout way. It's it's like a repressed. So like, there's there's a bunch of ants on you know an anthill. And every season, they have to not only get grain for themselves, but they have to get grain for this group of, like, this biker gang of of grasshoppers. Yeah. Right. Led by Hopper, voiced by Kevin Spacey. When Kevin Spacey was like, ha, I love Kevin Spacey, that's such a great actor, it's like, hey, he's doing good,
3: but he's fucking awful.
2: Have you seen The Magnificent Seven?
3: Me? Yes, you. No. No, I've not.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, it's just like The Magnificent Seven. <laughs> what? You haven't um, seen it. Can, did, I, did can we... I just
3: briefly... I noticed something looking at this list here, and then you, when you said Spacey, it kind of like triggered something for me. Mm. We got a kind of like a who's who of fucked up people spread throughout this list. Okay. You got Spacey. There's, there's the acquisitions on Lassiter. Okay. You got John Joss Whedon was a writer on the first Toy Story. Okay. I mean, that's pretty good right? I mean, I don't really need to say much more, but I mean, I'm that's sure That's kind if- of
4: it, as far as I can tell. I mean, it, the rule is is that men in Hollywood kind of suck, dude. Well, no that's, shit.
2: That, <laughs> I mean, yeah. they open secret.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's it. you're right, but it's like Then if if we're ever going to discredit like a movie based on that, no one's going to watch a movie like because then you wouldn't be able to say, oh, I can't watch a Kevin Smith film based on allegations of Harvey Weinstein based on Ben Affleck. You know, Ben Affleck had accusations. True. True. All right.
3: Anyway, I just I just know. And then Spacey being in a bug's life, you know, but he's
4: so good. He's so fucking good.
3: Now he he does he yeah. play the main character, the main ant, or no, no? He he plays the
4: grasshopper. Oh, the grasshopper. Plays, oh, okay,
3: if, if you you that guy. I missed. Yeah, that he's
2: the, he's essentially the, the thug, the bad guy. Fa- okay, oh, the
3: the foil. There's
4: there's yeah. sort of a combination of like a biker game because when they turn on their wings it sounds like like bikes revving yeah but they also kind of have this mafia demeanor
2: they do it's very much that way because it's it's they don't only harass the ants they go around and harass other communities yeah i know yeah because when you get back to the to their hub they talk about how they're like how they've been um harassing other groups
4: oh i don't remember that one but all right
2: um, it, 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 well, in essence, the the this it's like he says the the underlying story is that the ants are oppressed and they're trying to become not oppressed.
4: Right, and
2: that's the biggest. That's the big you know bullet point of what it is.
4: So, Flick, voiced by Dave Foley, is like the odd ant who is constantly inventing like, he, inventions to yeah, try he, and...
2: he won't conform.
4: He's trying to, instead of, like, grabbing a, a grain to haul to the compound or whatever, he, like, creates a machine that, like, takes the whole stock and then, like, drops like four or five grains in a backpack thing he's got.
2: Yeah, like, he, he invents a machine that'll husk it for him, and yeah. then he'll carry a bunch on his back instead of doing one at a time, like every other hand.
4: Yeah, he's just that eccentric dude. And in doing so, he fucks up and the whole offering to the ho- to the grasshoppers gets like dumped in a fucking nearby pond. So the, the offering is gone. Hmm. So the other ants, the queen and the princesses are like fucking done with his shit. And as a way of getting him out, to, away from the colony, they say, why don't you like he comes with the idea of getting other bugs, like tough bugs to come back and fight the grasshoppers. So they're like, yeah, sure, go ahead and get your fucking warriors and get the fuck out and he leaves, and he finds a group of bugs that he thinks are warriors but are actually from a circus, so
2: and as then, they are, and then know. trouble ensues because he hires them thinking that they're gonna be these fighters from the ants they and think they're it's a gig. thinking that it's just a gig,
4: so then of course they have to I mean it's. I liked it because I think it's, I, I, I liked, it actually has a message. You know what I mean? Like, Toy Story, as entertaining as I find it, as, you know, as, as entertaining as you don't find it, mm-hmm. is really kind of just like, you're right. It's, we gotta get, we gotta get back to Andy's house.
3: That's all it is. Oh, every one away. of them. Every one of them. Well, sort of. Well, except for Toy maybe, S- maybe four, because I didn't get there, but yeah. Well, three is they're
4: in jail. Three is they're in a fucking jail, and the inside of the jail is the one running them. It's the other toys that are like, you know, it's the great escape. It's it's with like the See, see, right? once I yeah.
3: once I, listen, we can I can I can sum this up in two minutes. Where they lost me for three when 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 Andy's or not Andy? Excuse me. yeah, when Andy's picking what toys he's keeping. And he puts him in a bag to take it to the attic and then something happens where he doesn't get to take it to the attic and the mom throws him out because he, she thought it was trash. I was like, fuck, no, no. Well, again, I ask you, what the fuck do you think happens to toys?
4: No, but it's you, Do that- you want the toys to go on a fucking like swimming expedition?
3: No, but it's the same thing of like, oh, we made a mistake. The toy got thrown out. We got to get it back. No, I'm <clears throat> Sorry.
4: It is that. I'd make that noise if
3: I can, could, but I can't do it. So, yeah, thank it, you. It,
4: you can only do so much with a toy story. Then stop doing it. I agree. They should have stopped at three. They should have whatever. stopped at one. Yeah, but, you know,
3: fuck you. Look, ser- seriously, looking at this list, there's only uh, one, two, three, four <laughs> franchises that have multiple movies. If I'm reading this right,
4: some people fucking. I mean, I didn't ask for uh, a a fucking bunch of sequels to
3: Cars. You didn't ask for Cars. I. I, That's true. I mean, no,
4: but I understood why they made Cars. You know, all Pixar does is they make movies about things with feelings. Let's make a movie about toys with feelings. Let's make a movie about bugs having feelings. Let's make a movie how cars have feelings. It's literally them doing drugs and getting
3: drunk, (laughs) looking around their fucking office, being like. What could we make what to can we fucking have feelings? What can we bring to yeah. life? Yeah, D- and Doug kind of confirmed that, if I recall. So I can't even get argued. He, he, he definitely said there's a lot of bars. Let's, yeah. We go to a he, lot of bars. He, he, he but- implied. He implied. We'll put it that way. He didn't confirm. He implied. Um,
2: what? Is it called personifying?
3: Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Um,
2: hey, I remember a word from school. Woohoo! <laughs>
3: um,
4: that that fucking tuition really paid off, huh? Now Woo! I
3: I forget what movie I saw this at the end of. I want to say it was the first Cars, but please don't
1: hold that against me if I've got it wrong. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Markey, and you've reached the office of Duggan Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Duggan Associates, this is Mickey Markey. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.
4: Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions.
3: The but the the grub worm, the guy who plays the grub worm in Bugs Life passed away, and they and he also played the 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 um, binoculars in Toy Story. He mm-hmm. was that guy, and they they did a a thing for him at the end of the movie, just like a hey, you know, like in memory yeah. of, which I thought was, regardless of what I think of the movies, that was a really cool thing to do, and to show his little characters as they did it, you know. So
4: his name was uh, Joe Ramped. I believe. Thank
3: you, yes, I think that was it, yeah.
4: And he died of a car accident.
3: Oh, was it? Okay, I, did, yeah. I didn't know, and I didn't get the chance to look it up before we started. And ultimately,
4: because I, I have talked to Doug, and Doug hasn't, I mean, he I just said it, and he didn't deny or, or confirm it, mm. but I said, you know, because I've been bugging him and saying, when the fuck are we going to get a bug story, a uh, bug story, a bug's life too? Right. And I kind of had the realization, I'm like, they're not going to make a bug's life two because of Joe Riv's death. Yeah, mm. it's just because uh, Hemlock,
3: that, I think his name is, is that character central to the story or not? And he's not. I know he's not the star, but is he? Is he a, a strong he's, component? He's a prominent character. He's a yeah.
4: prominent character, especially for how lovable and uh, funny he is, because he is. Yeah,
2: because so speaks... a good majority of the movie can can kind of be just dour, and okay, his. Bubbly reaction to everything really was like the comedy relief without him being a slapstick funny.
4: Yeah, I mean he he's he's a Bavarian German accented fat caterpillar. Right. And okay, pound for pound, I I fucking like I've laughed at a lot of movies, but like I there's very few things where I've just laughed uncontrollably at a fucking scene in a movie. I love there's a part where he pretends to be a butterfly and he's got these tiny little fucking butterfly wings strapped to his back and he comes out of nowhere, he's just this fat job of the hut looking <laughs> slug thing. Yeah, I've
3: seen it. Yeah. And these
4: tiny little things. And he goes,
3: I am a cute little bumblebee. That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> or not
4: not a butterfly, but like like a bumblebee. That's what right, it was. Is right, right. he's dressed up like a bumblebee. And then he eventually has to... I'll ruin this part because it's funny. At the very end sure. he actually Goes into a cocoon and becomes like. About
3: ah,
4: I'm about to fly, and then he just like kind of like comes out of his cocoon as he's tiny little wings like, Oh ah, look at me fly, and he's just trying to fly. Like the the other
3: characters have to lift him up, and he's like <laughs> an inch off the ground. Like,
4: look at me! Yeah, you, you all look like little ants down there.
3: And he's so, at the ants, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Um, do we do we want to move on, or do you have more you want to say about Bug's life? Um, no, we can move on. Well, okay. Uh, so I would
2: just say that it's definitely worth the watch for the message that it that they eventually get to at the end, right?
3: Well, and look, look, we 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 each other a bunch of crap, and you, I know you're certainly not happy with my perspective on Toy Story, but I watched them. At least I watched the two in ten minutes that I the two movies in ten minutes that I did because you've talked about how much you like them, and and you know as much as I give you a hard time on the show, and a lot of that's for you know content i do respect your opinion on movies so when you tell me something's going to be good i tend to to give it that that weight doubt yeah or not benefit of the doubt but at least the weight that that rico's giving me some you know it's it's something i should at least try you know what i mean so my point is that a bug's life is something i'm going to watch i just did not have an opportunity yet Sure. Just simply because I was trying to catch up on some, of some other ones that I know I wanted to talk about and just ran out of time. So I will, I will get to a bug's life. I I will tell you with certainty that I do intend to watch that movie. So, All right. um, the next one on the list, and I feel like Rico and and Steph that we should, and, and I would love your feedback if if you disagree that any of these that have sequels, we should just, kind of like we did with Toy Story, talk about them in a lump, or we're going to be here for, like, six hours. Sure. No, so, no, I
2: agree. But any Anything that's got continuation or prequels should should just be lumped together. So it that, makes more
4: sense. What, what That means uh, Monsters is next?
3: Monsters, Inc. is next, but that also then lumps in Monsters University from several right. years yeah. later. Um, I will tell you that, for me... And now, I when I rewatched these for this today, I watched them in reverse order on purpose. So mm-hmm. I watched Monsters University first because it technically is a prequel, and I think it's the only. Rico, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's the only prequel in the list, right?
0: Correct. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I watched that first, and then I watched Monsters Inc. And I will say they did a pretty good job of being seamless in the transition from the two. Um, okay. The animation slightly better in university as it would be because it's a number of years later. But, For my, sure. but my point though is from a story perspective, there mm-hmm. was a pretty good transition. Um, the only two missteps that I saw were I felt like, like the, the, the snake guy played or the lizard guy played by Steve Buscemi. Um, his name Randall. escapes me. It's Randall. Random. Hey, there you go. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, he... So for those... And listen, obviously we're several movies in this point, but spoilers, people, if you haven't seen these movies. But, you know, he he and Mike start off as friends it, in college and ultimately become, you know, rivals because of the, the fraternity thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that never get... That could have been... If they knew, now that's the question, if they knew that was going to be the story leading into that, that they could have addressed it a little more. But they don't. Well,
2: it's- no, I, it could be, especially since because Monsters Inc. was first. Well, right. I think they were like, what is it? What, we portray uh, Wazowski and Sully as best friends. What Which- if they were the rivals in the prequel?
3: Right, but see, and that's and that's the second misstep stuff. So thank you for pointing that out. Is that in at one point when they're actually going to work the first day, Mike says to Sully, "I've known, I've been looking at you, or I've seen you since you were in the fourth grade." Well, the prequel defi- defines the day that they met, and they ah. met in college. So there's a little bit of a hiccup there. Now, I was actually talking to Dev about this earlier today. And she did give a valid argument of how that might slide through. And that's that they were in the same schools and knew of each other, but were not friends or interacted with one another. Like the cool kids hung out. You know, it's like that kind of thing. The cool kids hung here and the nerds hung over here. Like that kind of thing.
2: Right. Because he didn't say that that they were friends or friendly. He's just, he's seen them around. But
4: they had to introduce themselves to each other.
2: Well, I've seen kids on campus that I never had a class with.
3: Okay. I I I think it. I, listen, I think that makes a valid argument. I think it's still a stretch, especially with the, within the way Mike says it, because he says it like they've been friends the whole time, right. and that's not that's at least according to the prequel. That's not that's not the case. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of it, and look, I'm nitpicking. I understand that. And as a whole, I want to stress right now because there seems to be a running tally going on. I'm sure Steph's got it going since I can't see her. I like this movie. I like them both. I think I like University better, um, by a slight margin, but I, but I don't, that that doesn't mean that I dislike Monsters, Inc. I just think I like University a little bit better. But I like those college story movies. Like I love Van Wilder. I love Accepted. Like I love those style stories. So I think that's why I like it more. I think that's really the only where I come from with that. Me personally,
4: I'm just glad you liked a movie for Christ's sake. Oh,
3: there's several on here. I listen. I will tell you right now. I I think if I was putting together a top three of Pixar movies, Monsters University would probably be up in the top three, top five for me. I'm not talking about. This goes back to conversations you and I have had a couple times, Rico, because I just saw that look you shot me. It's not about what I think the grays, the best films are. It's what my personal tastes are. You know? Okay. Uh, my personal taste is that I like Monsters University right up at the top of the list. That's all. All right. All right. Yeah. Like uh, my, number, my number one, while well, it's a great movie on the list, and I'll say it when we get there, is not going to be everybody's number one. I know that. But I have my own reasons for it. And I'll, I'll say it when we get there. But I know it's not everybody. And maybe in your top. I could see it being in your top five. But I don't know if it would be your number one.
4: All right. So, anyway. Uh, I, loved, I loved Monsters, Inc., uh, especially growing up. I thought absolutely the chemistry be- between Billy Crystal and John Goodman. Oh, yeah. Was better
3: than Tim Allen
4: and Tom Hanks.
3: Without question. Without question.
4: I I think their respected voices in Toy Story worked, but I just never really liked their relationship. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I genuinely loved... I, again, it is the John Goodman. Like, the John Goodman's got that voice that is just... It, it's a voice you want to hug. You know what I mean?
3: Which, by the way, I like that for the prequel, they brought them both back. Like, because you'll, no, because you'll see things, like, I'm going to a, a, probably not a fair comparison, but it's the first one that comes to my brain. When they did Dumb and Dumber, the prequel to Dumb and Dumber, you know, they obviously couldn't use, and now we're dealing with live action, so it's slightly different, but you couldn't use, you know, the same two actors, right? and I think it's, I think it suffered, I mean, it wasn't great to begin with, because I'm not a fan of any of them, but, you know, like, it when you do that i think you you lose something and they they were able to keep that consistency which is what i liked
4: sure yeah. um i i mean i can agree with that I, i'm glad that they brought him back it is you know apart from like deaths or like catastrophic sure. things that happen with someone's voice like you know you're not gonna get val kilmer to voice if if val kilmer was voicing a character to, like he's not gonna be moses if they ever made a sequel to fucking uh where the fucking movie oh, was, Prin- like,
3: uh, Prince of Egypt. Prince of Egypt. Yeah. yeah.
4: If they ever brought him back to fucking be Moses, it would just not be Val Kilmer. God, I thought that was
3: him. For some reason, I thought it was Matt Damon, but I'm not. I'm not.
4: Ben Affleck was Joseph in the fucking whatever the fuck that spinoff movie they did. Mm. Um. Anyways, uh, but I thought Billy Crystal as Mike Mike Wigowski was fucking brilliant casting and that was because he was supposed to be buzz like he was first offered buzz and he turned it down and he said i'll never make that mistake again like (laughs) right like he was
3: just like whatever they're offering me i'll do it
0: you know what though i feel
3: like it's a better role for him than buzz i do agree yeah yeah. i don't think hands down i don't
4: think billy crystal is capable of being as serious as Buzz is.
3: Oh, I disagree with that. I've seen him in some serious roles. But
4: he's always still cracking jokes, whereas Buzz doesn't crack jokes.
2: No, I mean w- his voice. It's harder to con- to conceivably hear Crystal's voice as serious.
4: That's sort of what I mean. I mean, it's it's he would not be a star commander. <laughs> He'd be like the, the he'd be the fucking cadet who's like Right. So right. we're gonna like we gonna invade Mars today? Like he's that <laughs> he's that asshole. Mars is better than Uranus. You know, he's he's that schmuck.
3: He'd he'd be Sam Rockwell in Galaxy Quest. Exactly yeah. right. Right. Uh he's like
4: why are you wearing a red shirt? You know what a death sentence that is?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, um, not to get way off at how great was Sam Rockwell in that fucking movie. Like
4: Everyone, honestly, everyone is great in that. That's a movie. Re- Every-
3: yeah, it's, it's a really under, I feel like it's an underrated movie. But anyway, that's beside the point. Oh, for sure.
4: Um, um, but, uh, and I, I think whoever, <laughs> who's ever a brilliant idea to have Buscemi as as a fucking, like, evil-ass Ranko is basically yeah. how I look at him.
3: That's true, yeah. <laughs> is just brilliant. Well, Buscemi's like, got one of those voices that you... Like, same with Billy Crystal. I mean, they both have those voices. You know them when you hear them. Do you know what I mean? John, like, John, yeah. yeah, well, I
4: think that's why they cast who they cast, because you can... You can hear Tom Hanks
0: mm-hmm.
4: and that's John true. Goodman.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Tim Allen, I, I think at that time, because of Home Improvement, you sure. could yeah, have been definitely. like, that's sure. Tim Allen. But, like... He, they're not gonna. They're not gonna cast somebody that like hmm, who the who the fuck is doing that voice.
3: You know who doesn't sound like himself, and not not in monsters, but going back to Toy Story for me, who doesn't sound like himself unless you know you're listening for him. And you already mentioned him to me. Rickles. Rickles doesn't sound like Rickles. Rickles. I I feel like he's not. He's You've less, not
4: listened to enough Rickles. It sounds exactly like Rickles.
3: He he's less gruff to me in that to the Rickles I'm used to, and maybe because it's a kids' film, and I get that. But like I'm used to Rickles being like. More like like Rickles from Casino than than what you get in Toy Story. Do you know what I mean? I'm not talking about
4: which is the same time.
3: Right. I'm not even talking about cursing, but I'm just talking about the gruffness. I feel like I feel like he softened himself a little bit for that role. He's still an angry old little fucker, which is what I think the goal was. But I mean, he's not. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not. To
4: be fair, he didn't say much in Casino. He had like maybe
0: four lines.
3: I was just thinking of like an example, but yeah. I I uh, know Rickles best from him being on stage and fucking with the audience. That's where I know Rickles more than anything. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I'm, so
4: he, you know, I, I I I think my one of my all time favorite lines of Toy Stories, where he says, "What are you looking at, you hockey puck?"
3: Which yeah, is what he
4: call people in the audience all right, the time.
3: Right. Now that and that's what I'm saying. So unless you know to listen for Rickles, you hear. I just, I just feel like compared to compared to these other voices you're talking about, and for Rickles to be the caliber being Rickles. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. I'm not criticizing anything. It's just it just stuck out to me. So there's
4: one there's one actor who they cast in a bunch of Pixar film or just one Pixar film in, I, in general. Okay. That I could not place. Oh, I, I thought was you were hundred percent convinced it was someone else.
3: I thought you were going somewhere else, but we'll talk about that when we get there. God, who who are you talking well, about? Well, I mean it
4: was in Finding Dory and I thought did you see Finding Dory? One, so I I don't remember it very well. There's the octopus who helps out Dory and shit. Okay, I was fucking convinced that was voiced by Brian Cranston. Okay, it's not. It's voiced by the guy from Married with Children, I think.
3: Or um, Ed O'Neill. At Ed O'Neill. I was, I was like, what the fuck? It's not Walter White. It's not Walter White.
4: Because um, it was, it's, it has that same gruffness of. It just sounds like Brian Cranston, and I guess I've not heard enough of Ed O'Neill. It doesn't sound like Married with Children, Ed O'Neill. It right. just sounds like Ed O'Neill talking, but I guess Ed O'Neill talking sounds like Brian Cranston,
0: I guess.
3: Um, I could see a Alan- similarity. I could see a similarity. You know. Uh,
4: anyways. Uh, yeah, Monsters, I Inc. I, I thought was, was absolutely a, is definitely one of my m- all time
3: Do you remember the octopus's name offhand? No.
0: Uh, I I think I I think I
3: found it anyway because Ed O'Neill is in the movie and it's Hank. Oh, yeah,
4: which is another. I was like Hank, like it's got to... like, Hank just sound even when he said his name as Hank, it sounded like Brian Cranston as Walter White saying Hank, who is a character in Breaking Bad. It just, it just
3: right. My name's Hank. Jesus Christ, this thing's loaded with people. Oh yeah, there's a lot of characters
2: in the in Dory.
3: Yeah, I mean. And and
4: sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes, no, no. like for like finding uh, Nemo is a is a great example. Um, originally, instead of Albert Brooks as Marlin, it was going to be William H Macy. Like William H Macy came in and recorded all the dialogue, but they were like, it, nothing against William H Macy. It's just not the right voice. They somehow he was too soft spoken and too neurotic. Hmm. And they were like, we, we we not we need someone who has the right amount of neurosis, but who has some like has like a distinct gruffness, and and ultimately I I think it panned out better. This um, is a pretty
3: heavy, pretty good heavy hitter list on on Nemo too. It's not as heavy, but it's still pretty heavy.
4: Yeah, um, and Monsters Inc. has that. I mean, what what I also enjoy is you get like directors of the movies voicing characters.
3: Yes. And I like, actually want to talk about that when we get to a certain movie. But yeah. Like
4: I, I think um the the slug monster who like is the receptionist and then you find out she's like the the first number one agent is like yeah. voiced by the director. I'm
3: always know. watching Ms. Hasky. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
3: That. So what what did you think? You oh know, Steph, give us your thoughts first and then I have a question for both of you.
2: You know, I think that... Monsters, Inc., the ingenuity of why do monsters scare us? The way that they use that as, like, well, in their realm, they need energy, and this is the way they get energy.
4: Do monsters have feelings?
2: That, you know, it was, to me, that was just ingenious. Um, and then when they did the, after I watched Monsters uh, University, I was like, wait. So all these universities either are going to be uh, dismantled or have to change the curriculum mm-hmm. because at the end of Monsters Inc, energy is is obtained by being clowns by
3: being silly. Mm-hmm. Well, but see here, yeah, first off, stuff. Yes, and and you're you're probably right. And my my first thought was it would have to change curriculums. However, they also kind of. Elude, especially in the original Monsters Inc, that there are multiple companies that gather energy, and Monsters Inc is just one of them. So they,
4: they alluded them there's multiple schools.
3: No, to they teach. also no, no, no. I'm talking in Monsters Inc, not Monsters University. In Monsters Inc, they allude, yeah, because anyway, I,
0: I mean,
2: I'll take I'll take your word for it, but I don't remember that. I, I thought that 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 was the, how the their. Maybe it's just their tri area.
3: My point was that not all of them may make the conversion to laughter over scary. So, mm. there may not be a full need for a, a switchover, but there would be an addition to a, you know, with a with a comedy level thing, you know.
4: I, I did think it was interesting because that, as we saw in Monsters University, Mike is not scary. But he's really fucking funny.
3: Yeah. And smart. So,
4: very smart and, and very intelligent, and he had to be like, okay, I have to be the coach. I'm going to teach the natural scarer how to be scary, and not to say that Sully's not funny, but he's nowhere near as funny as Mike. So now we see Mike making the kid laugh at the end of Monsters Inc. Right? He's finally get to be a maybe a, not a scarer, but he gets to be the, the star. Front man. He gets yeah, to be he the, the frontman. Front
0: front
4: which I'm like, just. Because we never saw if Sully gets to go and and make some kids laugh. So maybe it's a nice kind of full circle where he gets to finally be the star.
3: That actually reminds me of one last minor inconsistency between the two films. Like I was talking about earlier. And that's that if you see, remember the montage towards the end of Monsters University where you see them start in the mail room and ultimately end up in the scare room. Yeah. Um, They do it as a, like a team. And they're still a team. They're still working together, but, like, I felt like at the end of Monsters University, when they're doing that montage, and you get that one last scene, they're equally responsible for getting there, whereas in Monsters, Inc., it feels like it's all Sully and and Mike's just there. Do you know what I mean?
4: Like... Well, if I if I were to say the difference is Monsters, Inc. is Sully's movie, and Monsters University is Mike's movie.
3: Oh, without question. I, I can't disagree with Definitely. that. Definitely. Yeah. Um... The next one uh, on the list... I'm oh, sorry, Steph. Did you have something you want to say?
2: Yeah, I didn't want to, One more thing. Yeah. As much as I really, really enjoyed Monsters, Inc., I I love university because it reminded me of being at university. Okay. Although I, I never did the dorm life, everything else was like, I can identify with that. I can identify with Team Week. I can identify with, you know, the fraternities doing their initiation stuff all over campus. I can identify with, like, all this, all the stuff that they were doing. And, and I was very much the Wazowski character at school. Right. I studied hard.
4: What do I mean was?
2: I put all of the, the target, <laughs> you know, from the syllabus, all those dates for, for getting papers and exams on the calendar first. I was studying hard. I never went out to parties. Like, I just, it was just, and then the drum line music that they used. Mm-hmm. When I was in school, and in, in high school, I was part of drumline, and so then I was just like, "Ah!" Oh, and there's drumline music. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Oh, she was, was just, vi- it, she
4: was very happy.
2: It was it, it was like going down nostalgia lane, um, in a really odd way because it's all
4: monsters. <laughs> well, <laughs> so are we not monsters to certain species?
2: Oh yeah, we are.
4: Um
2: that was my final thoughts I really enjoyed
4: an universe and I can I can agree with that I mean legit on as a film goer I was kind of like why the fuck did they make a prequel to Monsters? Inc. who gives a
2: shit I know I thought I was gonna hate it
4: but if you think about what the fuck could monsters Inc 2 be about they're gonna fuck around another well I don't want to say it like that they're gonna interacts with another <laughs> child. <laughs> 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 or it's going to be, hey, let's see what happens if Boo is a, is a teenager. And how far can you take that story? Speaking- you know, like, what could they potentially do? And then you're thinking about, well, they really can't do much with these characters for a sequel. Let's Speaking- go backwards.
3: Speaking of which, can I blow your guys' minds for a brief minute? Sure. The girl who played Boo is 24 years old now.
4: Yeah, I, I I mean I feel old, but uh, she. Was you also, feel
3: old? Fuck you!
4: I mean, she was also the daughter of an animator, and like she, I think her her name is Mary Gibbs.
3: I think. I think that was it. I saw it earlier. Yeah.
4: And they just they couldn't get her to sit still and do lines, which sounds bad. Um, <laughs> so they had to like chase her around and just record her. As she was just running around saying shit. And they had to kind of incorporate in the story as is. But it worked. It worked brilliantly. Um, I I did, like, there was a meme. I mean, she was sort
3: of... five for fuck's sake. Let's be real about that, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, like, cut the kids some slack.
3: Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. she did a great job. I... You, are, you are right um, about her... Her name, and she's actually been in another movie that's on this list. We'll get to it when we get there. But she was in another movie.
4: Oh, cool. Well, I know. Uh, there's a she lot. She wasn't of the star,
3: but she was in it. What's that?
4: There's a lot of characters that are uh, based on the kids and of of uh, Pixar animators. I think um, like Inside Out is all about Pete daughter's
3: do- uh, Pete doctor's daughter. Well, we can we can look into that when we get there. What's next on the list? Well, Steph, you, we actually have kind of touched on this movie already, or these movies, because again, we're going to link these two together. But the next one on the list is Finding Nemo, so then subsequently Finding Dory as well. Um, I'm going to let Steph go first on this one, because I don't think you've gone first yet.
0: <laughs>
2: no. Um, it's so funny, because we we've been refreshing ourselves on all, all these Pixar movies, and I... I forgot that I watched Finding Dory. That's ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was like, wait, Dory doesn't find her parents at the end of the first movie? And Rina was like, no! (laughs) Like, oh. (laughs) So I had had actually blended the stories together in my head, which I I tend to do.
4: And I kind of felt like Finding Dory was like, oh, it was... Same thing of like Monsters Uni- University. I'm like who gives a fuck? But I was like, I, I I when we were done with Finding Dory, I was like, that was a beautiful last movie. That was really good.
3: What I remember, I didn't get to get back to it unfortunately for for today. But what I do remember of it because I have seen it, it it was it was good. I I lean more towards Finding Nemo, but that's not so, because I don't like Dory. It's just that I lean I lean towards the first one in this instance. I agree.
2: Like, like, Finding Dory is fun, and it's cute, because it's kind of the same story as Finding Nemo, but she's just trying to find herself. Yeah. And in yeah. doing so, she's finding her parents. My my gripe of it is, it's she ends up having less of a short-term memory problem, which isn't really true when people have chronic issues like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's it's kind of like what they did with Fifty First Dates, mm-hmm. where There's... she can start remembering stuff because they repetitiously show it to her. So at the end, she she has more of a memory than what she really has. See, I mm-hmm. thought it was
3: because they were writing stuff down, not be- or, or doing the video, not because she was remembering it. Yeah.
2: Well, no, because she she did re- end up remembering him. She was painting pictures of him, but
4: that was her. Sub- she flat out said
1: Looking for a new pop culture podcast this year? You know what? I'm going to go with Harry Potter. I ain't got little white children that want to go to wizard school. That's <laughs> my fucking problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is... I just don't see how this is ever going to affect me in <laughs> any real way. My muggle ass is going to be like, oh, that sucks. The Steam, gentlemen. Bringing you the very best in pop culture and social commentary. Available wherever you get your Podcasts.
4: He, because he said, Lucy, do you know who I am? And she's like, no, but you're everywhere in my brain. Like, i right. am painting you nonstop. Yeah. So clearly I know you.
3: I know. But I, know I don't who, know you. Right. I, I'm kind of with Rico on that one. I don't feel like that was a progression. I don't remember Dory enough to remember if there was a progression in her memory. I, I just don't remember it. So, Rico, you could comment on that better than I could. But
4: I think she also, I mean, I will say this. Everything that we saw in Finding Dory was an explanation of how Dory was Dory in Finding Nemo.
2: How, I, can, I can totally agree with that. How
4: she could read. 42 Wallaby, whatever the fuck, blah, 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 blah.
2: Right, and escape. Like, how could she read re- English? <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, and, and not to mention, like, where her parents are in the first place. How she could speak fucking whale. Whale. Well. Um, all these things were, like, every, every absolute thing that Marlon said, You can do that? It, Finding Dory explains how
2: she can do that, you uh, know? It's, it's <laughs> because she grew up in an aquarium, so yeah. she, well, she was given knowledge of the o- open ocean in her subconscious through her entire childhood.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
2: I mean,
4: Finding Nemo, like, all Pixar movies have that, oof, kind of emotion
3: to the to the most part, you you some, could just some more than others, but yeah, that Absolutely. gut wrench, yeah, yeah,
4: um, some some more than others. I mean,
3: we're getting we're getting close to one where, yeah, 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 but like
4: less so maybe in like the like Toy Story and A Bug's Life. Like I don't remember.
3: There's not there's not not much of that in Incredibles either. I mean, there's some cool moments, but there's not that gut wrench that I recall.
4: There is one for me and I'll just say it now because it's the topic. But sure. it's it's, well, it's when, the next
3: one on the list anyway, so Okay.
4: Well yeah. Mr. Incredible fucking says I can't lose you again.
3: Yes. Okay, that's got, that's yeah, that, that's that
2: is very gut wrenching but it's yeah.
3: But I think to your point, like those other if I'm understanding your point, let me rephrase that. If I'm understanding your point correctly, these other moments you're talking about are more like Long-lasting throughout the movie, or or something like that. Whereas that's like that moment. Do you know what I'm saying?
4: Sort. I mean, sort of. I'm more comparing it to just as as as, uh, all the movies are emotional movies, but there's always that one oomph. And I think for the overall arc of Dory as a character is that she is a fucking everything. She's a sad character, but she's super optimistic. Throughout finding Nemo, but there's that part in finding Dory where she just, she's, it's less of, I have a memory problem. And then she's like, I don't, please, I can't forget. I don't want to forget. She's scared. She's sad. She's like, I just, I don't, I don't want to be lost and alone and, and forget everything, all my friends and, and everything. And she, it's kind of like that part in Forrest Gump where Forrest, who's been called stupid the entire childhood and adult life in the movie, when he sees little Forrest and he asks Jenny, he's like, is he smart or is he like, and then he starts crying.
3: See, that's not where I thought you were going to go with that, actually, but, honestly. But bear
4: with me.
0: It's yeah.
3: it's
4: him being fully aware that he is
0: he stupid. Has a deficit.
3: Yeah. So, no, no, I I wasn't criticizing you, where you were going, Rico. My see, when when you go to Forrest Gump and and you're making that point, the first scene that comes to my brain is when he's talking to Jenny about love, and he's like, "I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is." And I know people make fun of that line all the time, but it's actually a real come to to realization moment too. I feel like in that movie, agreed. You know, so, agreed.
4: It's it's the first scene of realize of self realization. Yeah. Um, but no no more impactful because he's he, he's kind of like looking at himself as a disability and he doesn't want Forrest Jr to have that. Yes, and I kind of feel true. like Dory has that kind of awareness of That's fair. I'm I'm forgetful. If she were ha- if there was a fucking third movie that was all about her having a kid, I don't know, Marlon and Dory fucking fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh and she, her First do fish fuck? is like,
3: is that how that happens? I don't even know. I don't think they do. I think it's just eggs. I don't and, think. Yeah, no, I don't fish,
4: care. fish can't
3: cross. Yeah, so and and not, and Steph, I don't care not. enough for you to Google it. Please don't. so um, she doesn't have to Google. It. She just knows. She just knows. Um, for you me, know,
2: for me, the, the gut wrenching part wasn't that part. What was it? It was when she thought her parents were dead, and she's. In such a shock, and they make the camera be from her eyes, and she's just dazed and isn't can't process. And that whole sequence of her, like my life's purpose is gone. I my parents are dead. Like she just crumbles from the inside. That I I was just in tears. I just couldn't handle it. I could see that. I could see that.
4: But then I knew if if they were gonna do that route. And say for the sake of argument that her parents were just dead and that's how the movie ends. They were Pixar was gonna be like, Yeah, but you have a family and it's gonna be Nemo and and Oh Marla. no,
2: I didn't think it was gonna end right there. I knew that they were gonna be but like they but totally she had a family and she she'd go back to the reef and you know, like it, yeah. But but that specific moment was the was the turning of the gut wrench for me. That mm. was just so
0: hard. Okay. Fair
2: I,
3: for, for me, because I haven't really spoken on my, my thoughts yet, is, um, I, I didn't have as deep a connection to these two movies. I, I didn't dislike them. I enjoyed them just fine. I, I thought they were fine and whatever. They kind of fell into that trope that I get kind of annoyed that Disney does with the... I'm not even p- just picking on Pixar, but Disney as a whole, lost parent, lost child, find the parent, you know, that whole thing. They do that trope all the time. But, um... Cause Dumbo, Bambi, the whole bit, you know, anyway, that aside, um, there's three things that come out of, of Nemo. One of which annoys me and two of which that, that I just loved, Um, but nothing serious. The thing that annoys me just because I heard it ad nauseum for a long time was the just keep swimming song. I wanted to punch somebody eventually because of that song. Um, but
4: that's, but just to interrupt, that is also a heartbreaking thing because I was with you where I was like, it's fucking annoying. Just keep swimming, just
0: keep swimming,
4: swimming. Like, but then you realize that that was all she knew to do because that's the what last her parents... thing her mother told her
0: or her right, parents told right, her. To no, do. And,
3: and, and I get the significance there. I just got annoyed at the fact that everybody and their mother would walk around like, Singing that or whatever, so like that—that's just a thing. It's not even about her, or the character. It's just that—that mm-hmm. um, that
2: never bothered me. It was the the mine mine <laughs>
3: mine. <laughs> See, that's what I love. I love those fucking birds, man. I'm not gonna lie, those birds. Oh, Genius, you know.
2: but oh my god. Mine mine, mine mine mine
3: mine. And then and then and and, and I, I I inadvertently alluded to the third one, and that's the fucking like hippie turtle or the surfer turtle. The surfer dude. Yeah, yeah. That you dude.
4: were like, whoa. And I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> you,
3: know, you, you know who should have fucking voiced that character? Is goddamn Keanu Reeves. That's all I'm saying. Keanu Reeves is
4: in Toy Story Four.
3: I've heard that he's a he's the little plastic fork thing, isn't he?
4: No, no. He's okay. An Evil can type of wind up
3: wow. toy. But he should but he, he sp- should have been that that turtle. Let's be real about it. You know. He. I think that was
4: also the director. That was Andrew Stanton.
3: Well, anyway, so. But, but here, here's a little thing
4: for a little background. Sure turtles eat jellyfish all the time that's their the jellyfish's natural enemy when turtles eat jellyfish yeah it actually like breaks out in their stomach and there's a side effect that kind of gets them high
3: <laughs> so you just, just eating jellyfish
4: and everyone was like like there was a whole explanation about it, it was a meme like an explanation meme and someone's like I thought it was just because he was a surfer. I didn't know he was
3: stoned. <laughs> oh, he was totally stoned. You could see it in his eyes. I I knew that. You know what was getting Wait him high? Dude. I wasn't. Dude, yeah. What he was getting was high bad. on? I wasn't sure, but he was totally stoned. Um, which means his little his little son his little his little squirt was also high as shit, too. Hey! That like is child's fertile endangerment! The next one on the list is the closest thing Disney got to superheroes before they bought Marvel. And that... The best Fantastic Four movie, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Can't even argue with that. Yeah. Um, The Incredibles and The Incredibles 2. Which, mm-hmm. which might actually be one of the best sequels that Disney's put out, period. Or the Pixar's put out. Pixar, not Disney. Uh-huh. Pixar. Uh,
0: yes, well, we'll, we'll put it this way:
3: I, one of the most anticipated sequels,
4: definitely. Yeah, I can yeah.
3: agree with
0: that.
4: However, I kind of wish that they had done a time jump. I kind of wish that it wasn't the fucking same
3: day, the next year, or the next couple days. Uh, yeah, like it was. It was like a month, I think. But yeah, I know what you're saying. No, 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 no. The it,
2: ending of the first. Oh, one well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the there's second. a bit of
3: a. I think there's a bit of a leap right at the beginning of the movie for like a couple uh, weeks. Like I don't think it's a lot maybe. of time. Yeah.
4: But not not more than that. It's it's pretty right. The ultimate iron is I have like the Lego Incredibles video game. Yeah. And it's it's really weird because you start off playing two and then you play one. Like they reverse the fucking order. It's it's really bizarre. It's really
3: bizarre.
4: It's really fucking bizarre why they did that. Yeah, that's strange. Um,
3: I don't know why you would do that. But
4: I don't know. I just because it obviously was a tie-in for the fucking movie for Incredibles sure. two, but like I love <laughs> another fucking me because people people talk about Pixar for fucking ever online.
0: They well, love
2: because because there's there's so many layers to Pixar movies though. There's the you can bullet point the plot. Mm-hmm. And then it's, then you go deep. What are the characters feeling? How are they reacting? Why is it the situation like that? And and then it's that whole other second layer that people can talk about. Like, we're we're deep diving. Like, people can talk about it for ages.
4: But did you notice the names? Like, someone someone was like, you're all going to, like, did you guys notice that Violet is named violet because of her powers ultraviolet and and then jack jack is jack because he's jack of all trades that's why he's got multiple powers and then one person comments and said you're all gonna freak when i fucking tell you what
3: dash means <laughs> <laughs> the super quick kid he's just dashing all the yeah yeah uh but but that's just the kids
4: yeah i mean bob and helen are fucking bob, bob and helen, helen. yeah you know,
3: uh like even even Frozone is just Lucius, you know well, you
2: know be- I guess that's because it's second generation,
4: right, I would agree with that, first generation superheroes didn't know didn't know, or their parents were like, "We're not gonna fucking name you that, you know what I-, I don't know it's yeah, hard yeah. To and- fair enough, but we don't know, we don't know of any other incredible families. all the superheroes have been killed with you know some exceptions, hmm um and then they're all out in hiding, but we don't know of another family. Mm-hmm. So true, true. I. But what I, the fuck kind of tongue and cheek naming is that shit?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. It 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 is to your point though, Rico. It really is the Fantastic Four movie that really the only one we've ever, the only real good one we've ever had. You know. from... Mm-hmm. Um, it it really is just so good, and and I think if I'm right, it's Chiquino's first of movies. I yeah, think so. It is, yeah. Which, by the way, I um, I I looked in this while you were talking about something else, with the exception of one movie and one movie. All uh, the ones that have been released because the one that we're gonna talk about, it's coming out. Will will destroy what I'm about to say. There's been four composers for. All 22 Pixar movies except for one. Okay, so it's it's been either Randy Newman, Michael Giacchino, Thomas Newman, or um, who the fuck is
4: Thomas doing?
3: No idea. And is then he Randy's brother. Uh, I can look in a minute, but then or Jeff and Michael Dana. I think is how you would say that last name. It's D A N N A, two ends. Yeah. So I've, that's Dana. Dana. Okay. So there you go. And then the, those four people groups wrote wow. all the music for all these movies, except for Brave, which is Patrick Doyle, who I've never heard of either, no disrespect to him. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, sh- I'm trying to see if, to-, to answer your question, I can't get a at a glance.
4: I, don't, I was mostly making jokes, but I can't think of who Thomas Newman is at the top of my head.
3: He's not related to... No, it's his cousin. It's Randy Newman's cousin. They're cousins. Oh.
2: Cool. Relation. Yeah. You know, I it would make sense that the brave score would be vastly different than the rest of them because it really just I can't imagine like the composing of finding Dory to be the composing of Brave. Like I just can't like uh,
4: I if if Randy Newman I mean, if he saying like you got the friends in me yeah. <laughs> you got the friends in me like there's a bug little bug like he just sings kind of like that like if he did Brave, it would be all
0: <laughs> like the
4: like the most scottish thick accented movie since like braveheart you know? Yeah. If, if if it was if it was him trying to imitate bagpipes or something <laughs> like, like Randy Newman just
3: kind of already sounds deaf. <laughs> stop. Just stop there. Don't go any further. Just leave it alone. It's a
4: Scottish movie. Da, 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 da. Oh, no, I, I
3: listen, I, I don't know what episode it's in, and if I could tell you I would, but there's an episode of The Family Guy that features Randy Newman.
4: Oh, it's Will Sasso playing Randy Newman. I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, is that not him though? I thought it was. No, okay. okay.
3: Will... Because Will Sasso
4: played him in uh, in Mad TV, so like, they brought him on.
3: Bug walking down the street. Apple falls yeah. off the tree. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just. And then I'm just
4: gonna do this, and then he's gonna pick it up and walk away. <laughs> yeah, it's...
3: but that that is a Randy Newman kind of song, though. Anyway, I want to get back to the movies because I was looking at the release dates and. I I Obviously, this wasn't by plan, because Enrico, you know this stuff way better than I do, but I would say it takes, like, minimum two years from start to finish on one of these movies. Yeah. Probably. About two, maybe three, depending on the movie.
4: I think they write a script, then they... I'm just talking from...
3: I'm talking from the digitalization beginning to the end. So
4: not even including voices and all that shit? Yeah. But, um, yeah, but they
3: can kind of do that at the same time. I think they do. I think they do the voice recording as they're doing the animation. But yeah. I,
4: I think it never gets quicker. I think they get technology that's better. But at the same time, they're always pushing themselves to sure. make shit look better and hyper-realistic, which in itself takes a while.
3: My point though, my point for bringing that up is that I find it really interesting in a positive way, so I want to stress that that it's a positive thing, that the focal point of Incredibles 2 is Elastigirl and it dropped right around the beginning of the Me Too movie.
4: And I don't know if that was intentional, but I, I doubt I it was, it.
3: because like I said, it takes two years to put that together, you know. I th-
4: I think it's just a natural thing because first incredibles is
2: largely bob yeah it's all about dad uh
4: and then i mean that's what they do they did the same thing with monsters they did they did it with fucking cars and we'll get to cars about how kind of a fucking mistake that was right um although i think maybe toy story doesn't get that treatment as much largely the majority of the films are largely about woody yeah, but, but Buzz but, has. But they but did Buzz at least add.
3: Effect. They did at least add, and I can't remember her name right now. But Joan Cusack's character to the second one and subsequent ones.
4: Yeah, but she's 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 still a main character, but she's still a secondary main character, if that means. So. I, I
3: I I understand, but at least they add that to it. Is my point, you know.
4: Whereas yeah. the fourth film is all about fucking Bo Peep.
3: Okay, okay. Well, there you go. So and that which is and, random as all hell. Right, but with the release date being 2019, they could have had a better idea of what was made. Because I think you still of, wouldn't be happy well, anyway. Um, no, I, I thought it was
2: good, you know, that reimagining what the woman's role in in a, in the life, you Agreed. know, that Agreed. she could she could be the working mom mm-hmm. if she was allowed you know like if she just she, if she just t- took the pants and was just like this is what i'm doing i'm not going to be making the kids my number one priority i'm going to be using my ability to save the world as my number one priority mm-hmm. she loves her kids to death but she was like for the greater good i got to change the image of all superheroes
3: you yeah. know you know i um, i just had lost my point just keep swimming just <laughs> keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, um, you know, i just I just
2: find it it was really good that to have that um to have that angle and to have the super villain be the female too I,
4: I, yeah, um I think their villains are are definitely interesting i I gotta lean towards the fact that I thought uh incredible boy syndrome being like the Obsessed fan who gets pushed aside.
2: Mm-hmm. I the thought scorned the, fan. The, the
4: scorned fan, because it, I was like,
3: guys. It, it's a better foil than the second one, I think.
4: it's It definitely is, and it's also, I guarantee that it was like, let's show what Toxin fandom can be. True.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Where, yeah. And,
4: and, and not to say that Screen Slayer's uh, motive is not any any more impactful for the character, but it was just, this obsession with superheroes you know like her parents were murdered because they waited for superheroes to save them they could have gone away and been safe but because of their reliance on on superheroes that's like but then like but you're going to be a villain and take away all the superheroes and you think that's going to save you what the fuck
0: yeah
2: she she didn't she didn't want society to become reliant on them again Right. Because they had been dueling without but for But her so company long.
4: still helped that. I know it was all in the grand scheme of things of like trying to raid the world of superheroes or make them ostracized from the public.
2: She, she used her brother to bring them out of hiding.
4: Uh, by the way, has Bob Odenkirk ever looked more like Bob Odenkirk, <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah. yeah. As these su- that's a voice where it just you hear that voice you and know you're Bob like, Odenkirk, "That's yeah. <laughs> that better
2: call Saul." <laughs> <laughs>
4: and he looks like him. <laughs> yeah. um, Whereas as screen slayer as the sister, I was like, I could not fucking replace her. And I I'm couldn't like, either. It's the it's the woman. It's
3: um Catherine Keener from Forty Year Virgin. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, "What I the fuck?" I couldn't
2: place her either.
3: No. I, you know, to Steph's point about the the female protagonist, um, I'll say this much: Pixar got it right before Marvel did. Just saying. Pixar has been a lot has been a
4: heavy has been ahead of. Uh,
3: no, I'm just Marvel. saying we're we're just getting Black Widow this year. The first female, Well, no, I guess the second because Captain Marvel, but still. I mean, we didn't get Captain Marvel till what last year, eighteen months ago, something like that. At this point, you know, maybe two years. Yeah, but, but yeah.
4: But we also got Wonder Woman before or both of them.
3: Well, true. I'm just talking about well, not not before Incredibles two. That's when Pixar was ahead of the curve on all of them. Um, that's that was the only point I was trying to make. But sure, you no, know, Steph, you're you're right. It was it's was a great it's a great thing. I I love the Incredible movies. You know, I. Earlier, I talked about Monsters, Inc. being in my top... Probably my top five. I know I said three earlier. It's probably closer to top five than three. Um, You mean Monsters University? What's that?
4: You mean Monsters University?
3: Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I just want to clarify. I would probably put the first Incredibles in that same range. You know, mm-hmm. and if I was going top ten, Incredibles two would be right in there as well. I mean, like those two movies are great. I just like the first one slightly better, and it has nothing to do with the female male protagonist thing. I just think it was just a slightly better movie. I like the I like the villain a little better. I like the overall story a little better. You know,
4: I I do have a criticism. I agree with everything you just said, uh, but I do have that criticism of it is very obvious. One versus how... two.
3: What? The different, the, 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 of the
4: animation. I mean, it's, it's cleaner, it's crisper. And I mean, I had asked Doug, like, I was like, how's the, uh," he's like, no, you can't tell. I'm like, motherfucker, you can't tell because
3: you 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 see this shit every day. It's, it's not (laughs) as, it's not as, but I think I get his point because, like, I, I saw stuff online when the movie came out, people like trashing the difference between the two. And to me, I was like, no, I mean, you can see it, but it's not, I don't, to me, it's not that drastic. I mean, you see it, but... Because the same thing with the Monsters movies. Like, I don't think it's that drastic. You can see a difference. I think the animation's better in university, but it's not... It's not at, ridiculously terrible.
4: At no point did it take me out of the movie, but I right. noticed it. Let's put it that way. I, I was... Yeah.
3: Fair enough. I, I, I can I can respect that, but, I mean, I, I there were people trashing, I remember, you know, or losing their shit, at least. About These the are difference. the
4: same fucking people that, like, were trashing... Like they, there was a part in finding Dory where it was, it's not even, not even integral to the plot, but there's a couple human characters that are gay, and they okay. just happen to be walking by. But you, oh, can, yeah. it's a gay couple, and, and people, people were like, "We kit. don't want gay people in our Pixar animated movies." I'm like. Do you know who's voicing Dory? Yeah. It's Alan DeGeneres,
3: you must. You can see me, Rico, right, and this is not directed at you, but this is directed at those people. That's all I got to say. You know, it's...
2: It, yeah, it, it was the gay couple that turned around and, and Hank pretended to be a baby. Right. The, the septopus, not octopus, because he only has seven. <laughs> <laughs> Which,
4: by the way... there's a part where like in the first i mean i know we're going backwards for a second but it's just you want to talk about adult jokes in finding nemo when nemo's a little kid which he is so both films um he's a guppy uh he's hanging around like other fish and then a little octopus Mm -hmm. the octopus is making a statement being like oh you've got a messed up fin well i've got one leg that's shorter than the other that's actually a penis like, I actually read that, like, the octopus, the one that's the shortest is the penis. So he's okay. just like, look at my dick! Everyone, look at my dick! Wait, what, CJ? You want me to say what? You want me to keep talking after we were talking for how many goddamn hours? Let's leave these poor people alone, okay? Fine. CJ wants me to do a proper closing, but I'm not going to say the same shit that he's always said for every goddamn other episode. If you don't like it, you can blame his ass. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Or you could simply Google us. Though, if you're listening to this message, you probably did do that. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Seriously, we're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. The show is at Pottaskew. I am at Rance Rico. And CJ is at M underscore blade. Don't ask me why I still don't know. Some secrets are best left alone. We want to thank logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him logo. Mike. If you want or need some good art, hit him up at logo. 80 at gmail.com. That's logomike eight zero at gmail.com. It's worth it. You can help a starving artist today. We got to give a big sloppy. Thank you to Samuel Levins for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. When life gives you Sam Lemons, you better pucker up. And finally, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to. We want to. It really does mean a lot to CJ and I that you guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Now, since I still have your attention, I think you have all been missing one of the best parts of every episode—the damn it. So therefore, you all have to listen to the damn it. Think of it as a MCU bonus credit scene. There, that fucking better.
0: You are a toy.
4: Damn it.